Is true love and happily ever after real? Hey, curvy besties. Sick of not finding anything that fits? Not able to feel good in your own skin? I've got a solution. It's called the Styling Curves Podcast, and it's just for you. My name's Dina. I'm a plus-size stylist and social media influencer here to help you live your best curvy life as a confident fashionista. Welcome to episode number three of the Styling Curves podcast. I'm your host, Dina, and today I'm going to be sharing the truth about the concept of happily ever after and true love. The other night I was watching Disney Plus and a new movie called Godmothered got released. If you haven't seen this, it's totally worth watching. It was super funny and strangely very different from most Disney movies about love that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, the usual foundation of true love and happily ever after was kind of there, but someone straight up flipped the script and it left me super impressed. So this got me to thinking about my own experiences and true love and the happily ever after concept and how I feel about it as a curvy woman in society. And I wanted to share that with you guys today. So consider it kind of like a story time plus some advice and insight. I guess I should start off by prefacing that if you're anything like me, you grew up seeing the standard love story movies, Hello Cinderella, etc., where the girl meets a prince through a chain of events, and then they unite for a happily ever after, where the prince makes everything in her world right. These ideals messed up my dating life for years, big time and almost cost me my true love because I didn't recognize him or it when it finally showed up. I think when you're young and you're dating, a lot of things breathe into your idea of what true love is. Maybe it's your parents' relationship, your friends, what you see at school or among your peers, or even what you see on TV. I know for me, I was fortunate to have parents who had been married to each other my entire life. My dad was a really good man who quietly demonstrated his love by always treating my mom like a queen. And he made sure that me and my sibling were treated with the same love and respect. So if my mom got poinsettias for Christmas or Easter lilies, so did we. I believe this is his way of showing us to never accept a man or anyone in our life who doesn't value our worth or treat us well. Back when I was young, though, I guess I just never really thought about it. You know, in retrospect or hindsight, looking back now with all the life experience I have, I get it. But at the time, I didn't. And it was a valuable life lesson for me when I look back on that and I really appreciate my dad doing that. The first time I fell in love in high school, I was sure I was going to marry the guy. When I kissed him every single time I kissed him, it seemed like the world stopped. Like it didn't matter what was going on. It just felt like nothing else was around and I was in complete bliss. I had butterflies and joy. I seriously could not imagine my life without him. And he was really good to me for a few years until one day he just dumped me for another girl who didn't even want him. And I was left brokenhearted. 
The other girl, I'm not sure what the draw was. Maybe she was really nice. I was a size zero then and super athletic, so I can't claim it was a weight thing. I just never understood why he left, and I spent a few years trying to recover from the pain that seemed like it was never going to end. I think now, looking back, he was just young and just wanted to date other people. But, you know, these are the things you don't understand when you're young. So at the time, the experience left me feeling insecure, guarded, confused, especially because he never told me why it ended. And every once in a while, he would pop up and talk to me out of nowhere, and then he'd just disappear again, like reopening the same wound, and it was making it really hard to heal. Plus, I had to see him all the time at school, which was super painful. Now, during the time that I was attempting to heal, eventually I started dating another guy who was his polar opposite. I thought this was a good idea. I was like, oh, this guy is really into me. He really likes me. This will be great. I won't have to worry about that happening again. But the new guy became obsessed with me in a really unhealthy way. And he started following me in his car when I didn't even know he was there. And other strange things started happening and it really began to make me feel uncomfortable. If you've ever been in this type of relationship, it's really scary and confusing And because I was young, I didn't really have experience or anything to draw on. And I didn't know what to do with it because none of my friends had anything like it. He was both kind but terrifying all at once. I didn't realize I was in a domestic violence situation. I didn't even know what that was. And I didn't know who to talk to for advice. Initially, it was verbal and mental manipulation with some threats. But this eventually spilled over into physical violence, which ended his life and almost ended mine. I walked away from this relationship broken, traumatized, and having survivor's guilt. So many mixed emotions that I just didn't know how to process. And baggage that I just didn't even know what to do with when I tried to move on in new relationships. Now let me stop right here for a second and say this. If you're in an unsafe situation, please seek help from someone. Maybe it'll be the police, a trusted friend, parents, a neighbor, or a combination of people or resources. Believe me, getting help early to find safety can be imperative. It may end up saving you or someone else's life. Please know that you're not alone. And there are domestic violence resources available If you just search the internet or call your local police or sheriff's office, I'm sure you will find something. With that said, it goes without saying that these experiences made me lose complete trust in men. I no longer wanted to ever get married or have a family. I never wanted to rely on any man for anything. And I wanted to be completely independent. And I just had that set in my mind. And while I knew I'd date people, I just wasn't interested in the true love or happily ever after anymore. The next guy I dated, because I had so much baggage and mixed emotions, I kind of tried to make up for the past. I knew he had a lot of issues And I don't know why I thought like me helping him or fixing him was going to somehow make everything better. 
but the new guy was a really big alcoholic and he in general treated me bad, ignored me, constantly backhandedly put me down, never brought me around his friends. In fact, while we were together, I was scouted to be a Budweiser bikini model and I won a beauty pageant, but I still felt horrible about myself. I didn't love myself. I was empty. I felt worthless. Even the day I won my pageant, right after I won it, he walked up to the stage and threw the flowers he brought at me. He said something really hurtful to put me down, and I walked off stage with my head and crown lowered in front of everyone. I was humiliated, and it just further made me think I just wasn't good enough in every way. And like I said, when you're young, these things get into you and it's hard to get it out of your mind when people have an opinion about you. I wasn't strong enough or confident enough then to know that I wasn't the one with the problem, that it was him. While I was completing my school for my career, I found out he was cheating with another girl. I actually asked to meet her because I just needed to understand and she really wasn't attractive. I never really understood why he did it. Years later, it dawned on me that he was just a loser and just liked to make himself feel better so he would knock me down to bolster his ego. He was the kind of cold person that you would just keep trying to get to like you when you don't know your worth. And at that time, I didn't know my worth. After that, I ended up dating another guy who was really wealthy and charismatic and funny. He asked me to marry him. In fact, he brought me to the jewelry store and told me to pick anything I wanted with no restrictions. I was hesitant. I told him no. And then one day while we continued dating, he tried to hit me and that didn't fare too well for him. Uh, needless to say, he didn't ever try that again, and I dumped him on red flag number one. A few months later, he ended up marrying my best friend at the time, who he later ended up beating, cheating on, and divorcing. So it was an added betrayal, not only by men, but of my ex-best friend. I don't know why she chose to pursue him, maybe it was the money, but she knew that I had left him because of what he had done. And she was my best friend, but she chose to go after him anyway. So I guess she really wasn't a friend after all. In a strange stroke of karma, she ended up um, divorcing him anyway. So all, you know, ended up, I guess, in the universe the way it was supposed to be. You'd be right if you thought by this time there was no chance for me to get true love or my happily ever after in life. But isn't it always the way that when you least expect it, it happens? This is when I met my true love. But because I had been through so much cred before him and my concept of true love and forever after were so wrong, I almost missed my true love and my happily forever after. In fact, the first time I met my husband, I was rude and I dismissed him. Later, he grew on me, and we became really good friends, and he was super sweet. In fact, he spent two years trying to woo me. He did it really casually by bringing me smoothies or a to-go item while I was working at my desk. 
And I kept telling him every time he asked me out, listen, I don't date guys I work with. It's just a rule I have. So one day he quit and he went to work somewhere else. And at this point I thought, you know what? I owe him a date. I mean, after all, I told him that the whole reason I didn't date him was because we worked together. But really, I just never considered him a potential partner for me. And I'm not sure why. Now, let me tell you what he calls the first date. He calls it the pity date, which I think is funny. It wasn't a pity date. I just felt like I owed it to him, but it wasn't out of pity. It was like out of respect. Thank goodness I gave him that date because he had been sitting in front of my face for two years as my sweet friend and I didn't recognize he was exactly what I needed. Our first date is when it dawned on me he was the one. He wooed the shizzle out of me. Let me just tell you, this guy is unbelievable. He bought me the number of roses. I was years old and he did all these romantic things that no one had ever done, including taking me to a restaurant overlooking the entire city. And those were all amazing, romantic, really true love type concepts. But it was when we were eating that the light bulb moment happened for me. I remember feeling so comfortable with him and just laughing. And I thought in my head, this is the kind of guy I should date. And then I thought, no, Dina, Dina, he's who you should marry. I knew my worth in that moment. And I knew he was the one, but there was no way I was going to let him know because it scared me. I, I just like, just couldn't believe it. So I made him work for it. So he goes to drop me off at my condo that night and I thought I was going to need to play the turn your head and sorry you can't come in game. But instead he just gave me a small peck on the cheek and walked away. And I asked him was he was walking away like hey when are we going to go out out again? And he legit turned around and said when you dump all those other guys you're seeing then give me a call but not until then. I remember closing the door and just thinking he was crazy. It takes you two years to get a date with me and you think you're going to play like that? I don't think so. Yeah, well, guess what? Two weeks later, I had stopped seeing other guys and I called him and here we are over two decades later still together. Yeah, add that up in your mind, over 20 years. So was it a happily ever after? Yes or no? Well, first I was stubborn as heck. I refused to marry him for an additional five years because my mistrust for men was so deep and I just kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. I just didn't think that there was a guy out there that was as good as him, that was as honest as him, that was as loving as him, kind as him. Like I just kept thinking this has to be fake or eventually there's going to be a crack in the veneer or something and I was going to prove it. This poor guy had to prove to me over the years he is legit and not going anywhere. I honestly regret being tough for so long. I missed a lot of really good years with him out of my own stupidity. I really guarded my heart and it affected the way I treated him for years. It was so unwarranted and it caused us a lot of painful relationship issues. I can tell you this. My shift in the concept of true love was taught to me by my husband. Here's what I've learned about what true love and happily ever after really means after living in this relationship. 
It's the comfort of not wearing makeup, hanging out in your PJs, and having messy hair without a care in the world, and chilling, watching a lame movie with your significant other. It's gaining or losing weight without judgment in your relationship. It's that person that will hold you and tell you everything will be okay when you lose someone or something important. It's knowing that if you get ill, they'll be there no matter what. In fact, right now I'm sick in quarantine in my bedroom as we speak and my husband keeps dropping food off at my door to make sure I'm eating. And why am I in here? Because I don't want him to take a chance of getting sick. While I think it's just allergies from the wind that's been blowing around, I don't want to take a chance of getting him or anyone else in our house sick. And so we're both doing our part together, as always, to make sure that everything goes off well. So we're both sacrificing in both directions to help each other. Another component of true love is always having your best friend to talk to or them having your back in the world no matter what. It's being a cheerleader for each other when no one else sees the potential in your dreams. It's work. It is hard. Let me tell you, it's just not like the movies. You won't always get along. But if you learn to compromise equally, your love will deepen to a level you never knew was possible. You'll 100% have bad years and bad times. That just happens to everybody in life. It could be things like a job loss, a miscarriage, chronic health conditions, Even an outsider trying to pursue a romantic relationship with you or your spouse. When people see something good, they want to bust it up and get in there. Whatever it is, people, circumstances, and life will get in the way of your relationship. And lots of things will try to disrupt it. And even if one of you feels like leaving at one point, the other is sure to remind their partner why to stay. And work it out. I always say my husband and I are like the yin and the yang. We are polar opposites in every single way. It seems like whatever one's good at, the other one lacks, and vice versa, and we make for a fantastic pair. It just works great. Sometimes you'll grow, and sometimes that growth will be super painful. You'll both make mistakes but you'll make it work despite that. No matter what, you'll know that your partner will grow with you evolving until one day you guys realize you're both in sync with values and standards, etc. And you've almost morphed into each other. It's almost strange how that happens, but it does happen after a long amount of time. And at this point, my husband and I have finally tipped the scale to where we've been together longer in our lives than we were ever apart before we met. And that is a strange feeling, but a super huge accomplishment. I almost don't remember my life before him. You learn to do what's best for your family as a whole unit, even if it means sometimes sacrificing the little things for yourself. A special shout out to my husband here who has let me rescue countless animals over the years, including our most recent, an English bulldog that we rescued, yes, during the pandemic. When you have the true love, you have someone to share joy with. 
and you have gratitude for them. Like I know I find myself thanking heavens that he came my way. Even though I didn't initially recognize that he was the one for a few years, I'm forever grateful that I eventually recognized it. I just wish I would have known a few years sooner because I would have had a couple more great years. I know that the divorce rate, they say, is currently 50%. In the case of my husband and I's professions at the time we got together, the divorce rate for our profession was 90%. We only had a 10% chance of making it, yet we've defied the odds and here we are, we've made it. Over the years, I have made mistakes. I will always regret this one time I yelled at my husband in public (sighs) over something when I wasn't feeling well. I wish I could take that day back. It has literally haunted me ever since and I can't get it back. All I know is that I can just be the best that I can be for him moving forward. But if I had a day that I could go back in time, I would take that day back. I feel so sad about that day and the way that I acted. I've done things in our relationship that were really good and well. And I know that I'm going to continue to grow to be the best person I can be and put our relationship as a priority in our life. And that's what true love does. I do wish I would have been better prepared for the reality of true love and happily ever after. Had I known what I just told you, it would have made my process so much easier. If I were to offer four pieces of advice for finding your true love and happily ever after, it would be this. One, know your worth and add tax. Never accept less in a relationship. It's better to be alone than to be miserable. Two, Have a realistic view of true love and happily ever after. True love isn't constant sparks of electricity, but more like the consistent envelopment of comfort. Three, know that you build happily ever after together as a couple and complete each other like two halves of a puzzle that fit together. Four, the concepts in the book The five languages of love is legit real and helpful in all sorts of relationships, not just your marriage. I'll drop a link with the podcast notes if you'd like to get your own copy. I honestly think they should give everyone a copy of this book with their marriage license. I found this book way too late and I wish I had found it years sooner. Besties, I hope you were able to find value in my life experiences. While we each paint our picture of life with different strokes, there are some repeating concepts that can make the process easier. If you enjoyed this story time episode, please let me know your favorite part on social media and let me know if I should include story time more often in the podcast. You can find me at Styling Curves on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, pretty much everywhere at Styling Curves. Make sure to subscribe to the Styling Curves podcast because new episodes release every week. This is Dina signing off, XOXO Styling Curves.